0: Okay, so we are beginning chapter 25, and chapter 25 is concluding this short road of uncovering our natural love and fear of God. So since we're at the beginning of the end, go back to our initial starting point, Because the idea of the initial verse, the entire book is based on the matter is very near to you in your mouth and in your heart to do it. And analyzing this with the light of the six chapters that we've learned on the uncovering of my natural love and fear for God, I understand first of all that it's very close because I could do this at any time, at any given moment. It's not only those moments when the gun is to my temples. At any moment I can awaken my natural love and drive away that spirit of folly that's taking me in such strange directions. And when it says, in your heart, in your mouth and in your heart to do it, the heart, the word in Hebrew for heart is lev. But in the verse, it has two basin, levav, to allude to the two emotions that are embedded in the heart of every Jew. An intense, fiery love for God and an intense awe of God. And those two emotions embedded in my heart ensure that it's truly close because at any time I can awaken these feelings and serve God completely. And if I'm willing to do this, and we see historically that our people have been willing to do this and have been willing to die for the sake of God. So that over here raises, so to speak, the logical challenge. If you're willing to die for God, aren't you willing to live for God? you're willing to give up your whole life for God and what is more precious to you than your life, why aren't you willing to give up your desires, your indulgences? Surely giving up that, you know, so to speak, extra piece of cake is less suffering than giving up your life. But you give up your life for God but not making sure not to use your cell phone on the Sabbath or not to gossip or to wait between milk and meat. I mean, these are afflictions perhaps. It's not like giving you your life. And that you would do for God, so you can't do something so much easier. The person would say, "Ah, it's not the same. I, idolatry is not like mixing milk and meat or using my cell on the Sabbath. or." The says, no, it is. In terms of transgressing God's will, every single offense, as we said many times in this section, is just like idolatry. You're denying the absolute oneness of God. If God's oneness is absolute, I'm part of his oneness. And if I'm part of his oneness, I can't go against him. If I'm going against him, I'm proclaiming that I'm an entity outside his oneness. And if I'm an entity outside his oneness, his oneness is not absolute. So I'm not believing in his oneness, which is de facto, not completely believing in him. So every transgression is like idolatry. Every transgression separates me from God the exact same amount. In the time of the transgression. So yes, if I would die not to serve an idol, I should be willing to suffer the pain of not using my cell phone on the Sabbath, or the pain of not gossiping, or the pain of not eating meat when I just had a milk product. So now comes the Rebbe responding to the voice we don't hear, the voice of the skeptic who's doubting what the Rebbe is saying. And what the skeptic questions is, but it's not the same. There's a difference and there's a reason why for idolatry you would rather die than give in. But for any other transgressions, it's not such a big deal. So you transgress and live. What's the difference? The difference is that when a person is transgressing the Sabbath, God forbid, during the duration of the transgression, they're completely far from God, further than any creation, this entire universe. But as soon as they finish the transgression, they're reunited with God. But if someone, God forbid, transgresses idolatry, they're not reunited right away. They're not. They're still cut off. So therefore, for idolatry it's better to die because you're perpetually disconnected. But for the Sabbath, or gossiping, or a food issue, I'll be connected afterwards. It's not such a big deal. If I could transgress and afterwards no, I'll be reconnected that Emma says, no, that's not true. Why is it not true? In a sense, there's truth to what you're saying. Yes, if one commits idolatry, God forbid, the disconnection is not automatically restored as versus in any other transgression, but one can always repent. And when one repents, the connection is restored. So therefore, since you know you could repent, if a Jew is choosing to die rather than commit idolatry, they're not thinking of the perpetual disconnection. The second they finish committing this act that they have no desire to do and are only doing because they have threat of death in front of their eyes, as soon as they finish, they'll repent incredibly and eventually be restored. So there's no difference then between idolatry and anything else. So then why are they dying? Because in a situation of idolatry, their spirit of folly can't fool them. They know this is cutting them off from God and they'd rather die than be cut off from God. In terms of gossiping or desecrating the Sabbath, They are fooled into thinking these things don't harm their relationship. And that's why they're willing to do it. But the skeptic is not quieted by this. And he continues and says, yeah, but what you're saying is that the person right now is confronted. Okay, bow to this idol, we kill you. And he thinks, hmm, well, if I bow to the idol, I'll be disconnected from God. I can always repent, then if I repent, my connection's restored. But I still would rather die because it's not worth it even those seconds of disconnection. No, there's a very simple concept he's thinking. You're not allowed to sin relying on repentance. If one sins and says, you know, sort of like eat today, diet tomorrow, if one sins thinking, well, I'm going to sin now, but I'm going to repent afterwards, God is not going to accept that repentance. So if you say, well, the gun's to my knuckle, my, sorry, the gun's to my head and I don't want to die, but then I'll be disconnected from God. But it's not a permanent disconnection because I can repent. Oh, wait, no, that doesn't work. God's not going to accept it because I'm planning on repenting. So I guess I have to die. That is the logic of the skeptic trying to disprove the Rebbe and explain why idolatry is different than everything else. And that's why for idolatry, yes, we do see traditionally Jews' do, but for everything else, Jews transgress. So the devil responds and says, no, you're wrong. Because even if someone transgresses banking on repentance, he still can repent. It doesn't mean he can. God doesn't always accept repentance. It just means God's not going to extend his time to pull him in. God's not going to give him the extra help he gives us when we come close to him and try to repent. But if he pushes, and repents with all his heart and soul, God, of course, looks at the repentance. And then his connection will be restored. So why is this person dying? Is he dying feeling those minutes of separation? Is he dying feeling that he won't do a proper repentance and therefore he won't be reconnected? No, I know. He's dying because the second of the transgression before he does the repentance. Can't face being disconnected from God for those seconds. And if he can't face being disconnected from God for those seconds until he repents and is reconnected, then how could he face being re- disconnected from God for the second he's eating something not kosher? How could he face being disconnected from God for the second he's transgressing the Sabbath? Because his foolish spirit, his smart, clever, foolish spirit, convinces him, nah, these are different. These don't really hurt you. And you don't care anyway about the whole thing. And he's fooled. And he doesn't realize this is really disconnecting him exactly the same way idolatry is. So we just wonder and say, so you're saying the person is giving up his life because for a few seconds he'll be just it from God. Why is that worth your life? Why is that? No, 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 I'd rather die than have those few seconds. Because the soul is God-like. And just as for God, time is eternal, and seconds stand still. So for the soul, those Few seconds of disconnection are eternal and excruciatingly painful, intense seconds that last forever. And therefore, it's not worth it.